Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us here on The Rescue, where you will hear Brother Dewey Dewar preaching in the Word of God concerning the last days and events that are in our world today, leading to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Most importantly, that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And now, here is your speaker, Brother Dewey Dewar. Thank you, Jesus. We're looking into Revelations and many other scripture showing you the soon coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're seeing in our last sermon we got to the Trump judgments, but just before the Trump judgments in the seventh seal, chapter 8 of Revelations, verse 1, you notice there was something great happened in heaven. And it was the opening of the seventh seal. Something like no one had ever seen before. The wrath of God coming upon a world that had disregarded the Holy Spirit of God's warning. But it said then as Jesus opened the seventh seal, there was a silence in heaven. About a space of a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God and to them were given the seven trumps. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense that it should offer it with the prayers of the saints upon the throne golden altar which was before the throne. So God was showing the people in heaven the things that are coming up on this earth. You notice the four horsemen of Apocalypse, the first uh, six seals and the things that had happened, the earthquake and so forth. And now we've come to a point of the greater increase of the destruction of our world. The wrath of God began to increase more and more. As the trumps open, you notice they're all laced with fire, such as verse 4 of chapter 8. He said, And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angels' hands, and the angels took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightning and earthquakes. The world shook like a tree being shaken a fig tree when the figs are ripe shook it and shook it greatly as the earthquakes and the lightning hit the ground and the explosion. Do you ever see a lightning hit a tree and watch the explosion and the tremendous bang it has? The whole earth was shaken. But this is the beginning of more of the wrath of God and there's no fear of God before people's eyes. They simply disregard the warnings of God. The seven angels, in the verse 6 of chapter 8, the seven angels which had the seven trumps prepared themselves to sound. And the first angel sounded, there followed hail, and fire mingled with blood. Fire mingled with blood. And they were cast upon the earth. And a third part of the trees were burnt up, and all green grass. All green grass. A third of the earth's trees were burned up and all the green grass means every vegetable everything that the humans and the animals had to eat now is burned up and then that's just the beginning of a greater 
action of fast-moving judgments of God. But you notice again, there's no fear of God before their eyes. No fear of God. The earth does not repent. They simply go on and try to fight God. But as the second angel, verse 8 of chapter 8, the second angel sounded, and as it were a great mountain burning with fire. Notice again the word fire. The whole seven trumps are laced with fire. Burning with fire was cast into the sea, and a third part of the sea became blood. You imagine the whole earth, a third part of the oceans and the seas were blood. Did you ever see a red tide when all the fish died and what an awful smell and how the water was bloody looking and all the things that happened? But it says the third part of the whole seas of the earth has turned to blood. And a third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life had died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. You imagine again, the great oil tankers all over the world floating right now, a third of them, you talk about an oil spill, we're at a point in tribulation, which is within the first three and a half years, that you're going to have an oil spill is unbelievable. One third of all the ships were sunk, destroyed. A third of the ships, a third of the fish, and the sea was filled with blood, a third of it. And then the tenth verse of chapter 8, the third trump, and the third angel sound. Notice the rapid succession of the judgments of God coming up on a people who do not fear God. This is tribulation time we're talking about. It hasn't started yet. You're seeing all the previews of these things happening right before your eyes as you see it on this news media that tries to show you something. The most wicked people on earth, the news people, who are trying to program you that everything's all right. They're trying to steal your soul, lost man. That's what it's all about. Satan is using them in order to try to get you to not believe the Word of God, the 1611 King James Version of the Bible. But God is not sneaking up on you. He's giving you these warnings, warnings way ahead of time before tribulation starts. Of course, it might start tomorrow. It might start while I'm talking to you right now. And if it does, I'll disappear because every born-again Christian is going to be going to heaven and you, who have not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, are going to go to hell because you've heard the Word of God and refused it. You're going to believe this lie. But God, some 2,000 years ago, had these men to write down, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God, inspired these men to write the prophecies down of what would happen in the last days. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's proper for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions, for righteousness. So the man of God can be perfect telling you exactly what it's going to be just before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. But these things in tribulation, Revelation starting chapter 6, is after the Christian is left to the earth. But we have a world today, you're seeing all these things, previewing, but our world today is no fear of God. Over Romans 3, 10, 18, 3, 10 through 18. As it was written, there's, as it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understandeth. 
There's none that seeketh after God. You talk about a world that's forgotten God. We've got that world today, but lost men, all you have to do is remember that God is always present. He's all-powerful, all-knowing, and He wants you to go to heaven. And by hearing the Word of God, faith come by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. But God is describing here in Romans, the third chapter, a type of people that's on our earth today that could care less about God. They've got a form of religion, but denying the Word of God. And they've got all kinds of Bibles with all kinds of translations. Hey, if you want the real Word of God, go out and buy your 1611 King James Version of the Bible and you will have the Word of God and you will know it when you receive God as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Then you will know the reality that God is showing you the previews of the coming destruction of our earth. The people of our day today. Here's a, here's a actual setting of the actual people that are on our earth today. Listen to what it says. As it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understandeth. There's none that seeketh after God. They're all going out of the way. They're together. Become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. They measure you by their dollars and cents, and that's all they measure you by. What they can get out of you. But he said, their throat is an open sepulcher. Satan is controlling the world today and trying to get you lost men to go to hell by the deception of our world, taking your mind off of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and getting it on the worldly things, the good things of our world. So humanity is good. That's what they're trying to tell you. But the Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that doeth good. There's none that seeketh after God. This is the last days I'm trying to tell you about so you can save your soul. You say, you can save your soul? You sure can. With the power of God, over the first John, over John, the first chapter, as many as received Him, Jesus Christ, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. So God is willing to work with you, but you've got to do something. You've got to believe in the death, burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You've got to believe in Jesus if you want to escape what's going to happen to our world. Nobody believes it's going to happen, huh? Nobody fears God. Watch as we go a little further. Romans, the third chapter. Their throats is an open sepulcher. In other words, they stink what they come out of their mouth. They smell what is inside of them. They're rotten. They're trying to deceive you, lost men. This religious bunch that denies the Word of God and the world itself is trying to get you. The New Age movement. All these one world government, one world religion, one world system, one world trade, one world money. It's all developing for one purpose. The man, the Antichrist, paving the way for the Antichrist to come. And when he comes on the scene, you'll believe him. You'll believe this lie and you'll go to hell because you've heard the Word of God, you refused it, you're going to believe this Antichrist. You say, who's this Antichrist? Revelation 13 plainly describes who he is. He'll be a flamboyant, real popular, like no other man, a genius indwelled by Satan that's after you to go to, so that you'll go to hell. He's after your soul. We've got soul stealers that here on earth right now. Millions of them that are trying to dilute the Word of God, trying to get you to not believe in God. They've got you busy doing everything, 
to amplify humanity. All the things that's good for persons is what they're interested in. I'm interested in your soul. I only want you to go to heaven. I don't want you to go to hell. But look what God said would happen in the last days. Romans the third chapter, 10 through 18. Again he says, whose mouths, first he said, their throats is an open sepulcher with their tongues. Did you ever hear so much rattling of the tongue? The tongues they have used deceit. How do you deceive a person? By making him believe something that's not true and he will turn away from the Word of God and believe the deceitfulness of man. With their tongues they use deceit. Their throats is an open sepulchre. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Have you ever seen any more of a sign than that? Our world is full of cursing. They don't even have the vocabulary to not use God's name in vain. Television's full of it. I mean, you watch it, you can't even turn it on, except on a Christian show, a Christian program, if you're a Christian. But you can't on rescue. You won't hear no deceit. You won't hear anything except the truth of God trying to get you to save your soul. For God so loved you that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. But whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness, a world full of bitter, bitter deceit trying to get you to go to hell. Their feet are swift to shed blood. It's common knowledge that our world has the greatest crime rate ever in history, even near where we live. Didn't even hardly make the news. Three kids, I mean young girls, 16, 17, 18. One was cut, his throat was cut. A young lady just went down to the grocery store. And a man was let out of the penitentiary, known to be a, a felon, a man who had raped other kids. Yet he was in the community and they knew it, didn't say a word about it. Cut the girl's throat through in her leg. Two more down the road less than 50 miles working in a basket robins. Their throats were cut and they were killed in our world today. They amplify it. They make a big deal of it. But here children are being slaughtered. 4,500 kids are being killed in the women's wounds every day that we're upon this earth. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. They know no peace. They know nothing but to destroy. And there's no peace. And the way of peace have they not known. A world is coming to the end just exactly as in the days of Noah. Just exactly as the days of Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah. They do not believe the Bible. Preferred sex, they call it. Preferred way of life, they call it. But the Bible says it's sin. It's sin. And it'll send you to hell unless you turn to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Incidentally, when you look at that scripture over here, let's look again. I think we mentioned it last time. People in verse chapter 1 of Romans, verse 32, listen to this. After we've mentioned all these sins being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, and covetous, malicious, murder, debate, 
deceived, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, and knowing the judgment of God. <clears throat> See, here's some people. They're doing what they play, but they know the judgment of God, and there's no fear. No fear of God before their eyes. But look what happens to a person that does not commit these things, but condones them. You're guilty of the same sin. You're going to go to hell, not because you did that sin, but because you condoned it. What's the scripture? What's the word of God? Verse 32. Who knowing the judgments of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do them, do the same, but have pleasure in them that do it. Have pleasure in them that commit these sins. You are guilty of the same sin. God is telling you what is happening just before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. As you see the picture of these wicked people on your television set, you condone what they do, you're guilty of that sin, and you'll go to hell not for doing that sin, but because you condoned it. You're guilty of the same. But watch what God says about this. The ways of peace have they not known. Verse 17 of chapter 3 of Romans. And there's no fear. Notice God describing this generation not the next generation, not the past generation, but he says, as in the day of Noah, this generation, this generation now. And he says, there's no fear of God before their eyes. Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed to men to once to die, but after that, the judgment. This is what we're trying to show you. A world today that has no fear of God. But the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 31, it is a fearful thing, fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. And if you do not receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, before this tribulation starts in chapter 6 of Revelation, you heard the Word of God, you refused it, you're going to fall into the hands of a living God. Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. He's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Romans says there's no fear. You know, it's amazing. We live in a day when everybody is scared of everything but God. You go down the road driving, and here comes a semi right at you. You're not scared? Then why do you run off in a ditch trying to dodge the semi? Why don't you just meet it head on? No, you're scared of death. But the Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. Fear of God is the beginning of salvation. There's no fear of God before their eyes. Oh, you're not afraid of anything. Well, then why don't you go out here and stand in front of the train and say, I refuse to move. Yeah, you scared that train's going to run over you. You fear. But yet when God tells you that he's coming and that the wages of sin is death in a lake of fire, you don't fear that. But you fear what man can do for you. Like when they had the murders of these young girls not too long ago. You know what everybody done? Locked their doors. Put out all kinds of alarm systems. 
went down, bought a gun, bought a club, and whatever else. Fear, but no fear of God before their eyes. They did not fear the wrath of God because they can't see it, but you will. You're going to see it. If you don't turn to Jesus, ask Him to be your Lord and Savior, you're going to see everything this Holy Scripture in Revelation 6 straight through. All the seals, all the trumps, and all the vowed judgments. You're going to feel them. And then you're going to go to hell. You're going to bust hell wide open for a thousand more years. Burning, sorrow, sickness, and pain. And then, you're going to come before the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Fear will strike you like never before in history because He's the one who says over in Revelations chapter 20, verse 15, And whosoever you, because you did not receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you did not fear God then, but you watch when you get to the great white throne judgment and you're going unless you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior you're going to be there after being in hell for 1,000 years you're going to see the mighty God of the universe the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords the ones you didn't fear you don't fear Him no more but you will fear Him and He said whosoever's name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire did you ever see a monstrous all feel on fire? Yes, you did. Over in Iraq, you saw the monstrous blaze. Did you ever see a mountain as the volcanic uh, lava poured out of it? You saw that and the fear come upon you. Don't let that get to me. Yet you will fear the world and all the hatred if you don't have any fear, why don't you go down to the ghetto where everybody's shooting at each other and drugs and everything? You know why you don't go down there? Because you're a coward. Because you're afraid of getting killed. Yet God is going to cast you into a lake of fire because you would not fear Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and ask Him to come in your heart. People saying these little old Mickey Mouse sermons they're preaching nowadays. Oh, don't talk to people like that. Your life's in danger. I'm trying to get you to save your life. I'm trying to get you to fear God because of the almighty power he has. Cast you into a lake of fire. It's up to you. Time's running short. Got time's running short on the program too. You know, you say, well, you overreact. No, I underreact. If I could tell you anyway, to get you to look at the fear of God and how great and awesome it is and how your life, you're going to spend eternity in hell and a lake of fire because you will not fear God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The beginning of fear is the beginning of salvation. When you look at the things the Bible has to tell you, lost man, you can't look at it unless you, get, unless you come to Jesus. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When you ask
this Jesus will come in your heart, then all the things I'm telling you becomes an open book. And you understand them. And you know that the penalty of sin is death in the lake of fire. The only way you can escape it is just believing. Believing in the finished works of the Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross and asking Him to come in your heart. You must do that. When you believe, then you can pray. Pray, dear Father, dear God, in your name, Jesus, I come to you and I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, I trust you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I believe in you. Come into my heart. You do that. You can have eternal life. You can forget what I'm talking about. You won't forget it, but you can disregard it. And Jesus will come in and give you eternal life. He said to you in John 6, 37, Him that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. Do it today. 